Live Mike. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor behind SteelCurtain.com, and we're bringing it to you again following the Pittsburgh Steelers' 29-27 victory over the Chicago Bears. Doesn't feel like victory, but the Pittsburgh Steelers nonetheless are 5-3 and three on the season with the Detroit Lions coming up and a great opportunity to push that record to 6-3. and three. That's what matters. The Steelers won the game. Was it ugly? Sure. Did they get the W? Yes. What matters at the end of the season? The wins in the win column. It doesn't matter how you got there. It just matters that you did. And with that in mind, tonight's show is going to take a look at that offense. That offense I was able to uh, drive the field at the end of the game and kick a game winner to win the game. How they were able to do that after uh, some shaky... Some shaky performances during the game uh, and how this offense is kind of starting to revolve completely around Najee Harris. Now with Steelers, of course, they started off pretty darn hot, uh, scoring a touchdown on their opening drive, uh, and they they were able to be uh, pretty successful. The Steelers led almost the entirety of this game, uh, even after uh, they gave up the lead late in the game with, uh, what, a minute 50 left. The Steelers got it just, what, A minute and a half later, uh, the Steelers instantly were leading once again. They barely trailed in this one, uh, and the Steelers had a a dominant performance early in the game. Uh, Where things kind of started to go off the rails, however, in the second half, uh, the Steelers, I I don't really think they carry a very long playlist into each and every game. There's a lot of repetitiveness uh, that you can kind, kind of pick up from an offense. First and foremost, there really isn't anything wrong with this. Uh, When it comes to play calling, having some of those repetitive plays, uh, I'd rather an offense be perfect at a X amount of plays, uh, say, say have 40 calls in a game, than have... 90 calls and really only be comfortable running 30 of them uh, or even less because you're, you're so worried about installing all of these plays. So the Steelers, a little bit of repetitiveness, kind of let the front seven of the Chicago Bears kind of uh, pin their ears back and just pick on those rookies, Kendrick Green and Dan Moore Jr., who, despite having some definitely uh, positive showings here in this season, uh, can kind of look like rookies every now and then, especially when they have bigger defensive linemen on them that can just push them back. They're, they're not quite that NFL kind of strength level, and uh, they, they get pushed around every now and then. Sometimes uh, they can show their own aggression, uh, move people themselves, but depending on the matchup, they could get pushed backwards themselves. So from there, the Steelers' run game started to come off and come undone a bit. Despite Najee Harris' best efforts, two push piles forward to continue to uh, gain yardage uh, throughout the game. 
some of that just gets taken away, especially when your center and left tackle continue to get driven in the backfield. This is kind of becomes an issue when your focal point of your offense is now your running back. And let's be real here. This offense runs through their running back. All their plays are kind of uh, put put together off of him. Those end around type plays, uh, the play action, really everything starts with Najee Harris. And when he is not, when he's not going, the rest of the offense kind of uh, teeters off a, a fair bit uh, j- just because of it. Uh, he is a massive member of this offense. Uh, and since those Bears D tackles were having a, a pretty successful day against the run, the Steelers had to get away from that a little bit. Ben Roethlisberger, yeah, at, at the kind of the beginning portions of uh, the Bears starting to figure this out, they were all kind of uh, still the Steelers were committed to trying to get to that part of their offense going, and you could see it. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, when he was asked to uh, make a couple throws, the offense was still running through Najee Harris. So defense, they're still uh, coming after him. Uh, Dan Moore Jr. is getting worked. Kendrick Green was getting worked. And bodies were falling all around uh, Ben Roethlisberger. And the offense just didn't adjust. What we saw late in the game, though, was an adjustment that kind of let Ben Roethlisberger do some of his old things, spread the team out a little bit, uh, throw some, some different routes. And you saw how quickly the Steelers were able to eat up yardage, move the ball down the field, and ultimately win the game. Now, with that in mind, it, it was a, a pretty interesting uh, way for the Steelers to go out because that's not a way they've played offense for most of this season. The Steelers have become a team where it, it's first and 10, it's second and eight, it's third and 12. They're still thinking Najee Harris in the back of their mind. And one of the things you saw in this game, if it's fourth and one, third and one, fourth and one, they are more than willing to let their big time ball carrier try to make a play for those extra yardage. Whatever the situation is, the Steelers are more than willing to turn to the rookie running back. And he's answered the call on a number of occasions this year. Sometimes, like we saw late in this game, that option just gets taken away based on game planning or just based on the success of a front that you're facing. The Steelers, they came out and were able to adjust and win the game. But in weeks prior, we really saw this offense kind of start to take form and uh, throughout it, they have been able to build on what they established early on in the season. The Steelers are running those inside and outside zone plays uh, and they're running a decent bit of counter too. Uh, And then with those plays, they're able to end up with those shovel passes to tight ends like Pat Fryermuth or Derek Watt early in the game um, where defenses are expecting uh, some sort of counteraction with the puller uh, making some sort of a attack on a defensive lineman to try to create a crease but instead the Steelers uh, having game planned uh, to to build plays off of what they've already installed, add those shovel passes, able to uh, work the ball upfield, and uh, make more creative ways to pick up first downs. And they've been pretty successful at it throughout this entire season. Uh, the Steelers' win streak, too, I should add. Ben Rothsberg continues to not have thrown a single interception over the Steelers' four-game win streak. And his completion percentage is pretty darn good. I, I believe his uh, totals against the Chicago Bears, I think it was 23 for 30. Uh, 
just a great way, a great game completing the ball. Anytime you do that, uh, you have an opportunity to move the sticks, and the Steelers have a lot of playmakers around to push said sticks forward. So building an offense around Najee Harris and a high completion percentage is working out in spades here for this offense. And really, I think that's that early portion, uh, early season struggles against teams like the, the Bengals and Raiders, uh, those games the Steelers lost early on in the year. I think we can point a lot of that to this offense still trying to show teams what they are kind of all about on tape, and then they could set up the counter punches off of that. The Steelers just didn't have any tape on, on themselves with, with their basic core plays, those inside and outside zone runs, uh, some basic play action, uh, the routes that uh, they've kind of come... Uh, Accomplice to uh, being able to throw those uh, those wide receiver screens, those slant routes, all those types of plays the Steelers are trying to establish on tape, so teams would have to defend against it. After that losing streak, uh, after four games in the year, uh, a quarter of a year of tape on field, teams start to have to game plan for these core plays. Uh, they're building their defense around how to stop them, and the Steelers now and Matt Canada have been able to unveil this playbook that has uh, showed all these kind of counter-type plays that when teams are really trying to press, well, if the Steelers are in 12 personnel with Najee Harris lined up to this side of Ben Roethlisberger, then 66% of the time it's going to be an outside zone to the left. Uh, if that's what they see on tape, then they're going to shift their defense towards that to try to limit the, the high pr- uh, the high uh, percentage type play. Uh, and then by shifting guys in that kind of uh, way, and the Steelers running their counter punches, they're going to be successful uh, being able to run some sort of a chip to a tight end or uh, being able to run a counter. Najee Harris runs the opposite direction. Just all these things are starting to kind of unveil themselves on tape. The Steelers were able to put up 29 points in this game if it wasn't for a missed PAT they would have cracked 30 this for the what I believe the first time this year this offense is starting to figure it out if Ray Ray McLeod doesn't fumble uh, if uh, a couple plays like Arthur Millette getting torched go another direction this is quite a, a cakewalk of a win for the Steelers that's what it comes down to but we're learning something about this offense each and every week uh, early really really the first four games of the year everyone uh, it seemed like started to turn on Matt Canada but they were setting up uh, what uh, the next four games and of course those four games have all been victories the this four game win streak this offense looks completely different because now teams have to game plan for what the Steelers have shown on tape and Canada being that uh, offensive guru is able to throw in those counter punches that lead to successful plays down the field and the Steelers have been able to take advantage of a ton of that uh, in this win streak and a lot of that credit falls on the shoulders of Najee Harris because teams once again have to account for him being the guy uh, he is going to get more touches than, than right now we're averaging than Ben Roethlisberger's throwing the football I know uh, those numbers kind of got uh, janked around a little bit because the Steelers had to uh, go on that uh, game winning drive and typically do that throwing the ball uh, so Ben once again passed Najee Harris in uh, that game against the Bears but the way the Steelers offense is uh, has been developed. The Steelers have to run the ball 
a, a, a high volume of the snaps. That's just what it comes down to. And the Steelers have found a ton of success in that because Najee Harris has been able to break a number of tackles and work the ball down the field. Not every team has Akeem Hicks uh, and that front seven that the Bears do. Thankfully, Khalil Mack wasn't uh, in this one or it could have been even tougher sledding for the Steelers trying to run the football. But in previous weeks, Najee Harris has been able to get going. He's been able to break out. Heck, a couple times in this game against the Bears, he's been able to break some tackles and sneak a, a decent run for 10 plus yards. It's what he's able to do and what he's really going to be able to continue to do throughout the season and especially with a lesser opponent in the D Detroit Lions coming up. The Steelers should find a, a load of success uh, working the ball to Najee Harris and once again those counter punches are only going to be more open because of it. Uh, it it's just a, a great way to feature a rookie running back when you've invested so much a high draft pick in the position. You need to be able to work that player in, in a high volume way and that's exactly what the Steelers have done. Uh, so that about hits the halfway point of our show uh, here today. We're going to jump into a quick break and be back with more live mic action for you in just a moment. Steeler fans, it is time for the second half of our show today. Of course, if you love the content uh, you get here, uh, especially during the live mic, you can continue the conversation with me over on Twitter at MichaelBeck56. I love chatting with each and every one of you, especially when it comes to this great topic of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So by all means, you can go ahead, follow along, and uh, continue this conversation over on the Bird app. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers are victors, of course, last night, uh, or depending on where you're listening to this podcast, to the Chicago Bears. This is a, a huge, a huge victory, of course. Um, now, regardless of uh, how it went down, the Steelers are 5-3. and three. Now, sitting in this spot where they're at, they are just a single game behind the Baltimore Ravens, who have also had their bye, who are 6-2. and two. Uh, And really, if it wasn't for Lamar Jackson, the Ravens could e easily be 1-7 and seven or 0-8 oh for... Uh, if we're being honest here, but uh, regardless of their standing, they're still a game ahead of the Steelers with a couple weeks before the first Steelers-Ravens matchup, and keeping pace is going to be uh, really huge for the Steelers here uh, if they want to continue their trek for another division title. The Steelers rank second in the AFC North and uh, are climbing in, uh, in those playoff rankings. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers have the Detroit Lions coming to town. It reeks of trap game. Sure, absolutely it does. But pushing yourself to 6-3 and three before you head out to the West Coast and take on the LA Chargers is huge. Because really, uh, that's going to be one game that I am definitely against the Steelers on when it comes uh, to these future opponents. Uh, I don't think anyone's pr pr 
predicting the Steelers to uh, run the table here uh, after uh, or throughout this four-game win streak. But uh, I do expect them to win uh, some tough games down the stretch. But uh, as we sit here right now, the Steelers need to take care of business this coming Sunday against the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff and company in Pittsburgh at home and get that W. If you can survive survive that game and push yourself to 6 and 3, the Steelers have an amazing chance of making it to the playoffs. Uh, once you get to 6 and 3, uh, you've played 9 games and you have 8 remaining because remember there is that extra week here uh, starting in this season. With those final 8 games, you probably at worst could probably go four and four over that stretch and have a pretty easy time of making the playoffs still at four and four 500 the rest of the way uh, that puts you at uh, 10 and seven and really with seven playoff teams that should get you at least the seven seed at least and uh, with how the AFC has been shaken out that that probably is good enough for the number five seed uh, when it comes to those wild card spots really getting the six and three the Steelers could still legitimately make the playoffs going three and five the rest of the the way uh, with a nine and eight record, that's probably enough uh, considering how everything's shaking up this year, the extra playoff seed, and uh, depending on those uh, common opponents, that could that could do it. That could get your Pittsburgh Steelers into the playoffs once again and give Big Ben and company another crack for another ring. So getting to 6-3 and three is massive because once you cross that threshold, now playoff scenarios really start to kick in for this team. And really, once you get to 6-3 and three too, uh, you're six, you have six wins and you have four games remaining with divisional opponents and two of them against the Baltimore Ravens. If the Steelers managed to say if, if they're in this spot where they're in right now, they win against Detroit and the only other wins they get, those those they go 4-4 four and four down the stretch but those four wins are against all AFC North opponents, that might be enough to win them this division. Uh, that's just the way things are shaking up for all the teams, how tight a race it is in the AFC North. Winning these AFC North games are paramount. Uh, be, winning the games you're supposed to win and then knocking off your divisional opponents is what's going to get uh, you a division title right now. There's so much parity in this division. Uh, the Ravens continue to fluke themselves to victory despite uh, my calls for them being uh, one of the, or if, if not the most overrated team in football. Um, they continue to find ways to win. Teams just continue to get lulled to sleep after dominating the Ravens for three quarters. So uh, at the end of the day, you're still going to have to go into a M&T and they're going to have to come to Pittsburgh. Uh, you prove you're better than them, beat them a couple times, continue to roll, get your win back against the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, beat the Browns again at home. Uh, that's that's just what you dream of, especially down the stretch, those last two games, of course. Uh, week 17, I believe, is at home against uh, Cleveland with eight week 18 yes week 18 against the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore either of those two games could end up being a division championship type game but that is well into the future the Steelers stretch the, that they find themselves in right now after this four game win streak they can push it to five against uh, the Detroit Lions who once again are coming to Pittsburgh this coming Sunday uh, followed by a trip out west to uh, Justin Herbert against the LA Chargers in uh, beautiful SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles it's exciting because the Steelers do find some success against the Chargers 
But the stressful thing is Ben Roethlisberger typically plays worse football the further he gets away from Pittsburgh. It's weird, but his record significantly drops off the farther he gets away, and that West Coast record is not good for Big Ben. I believe it's something like one win in his career on the West Coast of the United States of America. Pretty insane to think about, but... That's what it comes down to. Even that one international game against the Minnesota Vikings in England, the Steelers lost that one too. The Steelers, for whatever reason, under uh, the the watchful eye of Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback, have just not been great away from that uh, northeastern kind of area. Thankfully, most of the NFL teams are located in the northeast of the United States. But uh, with uh, that game in L.A., you kind of get worried about uh, one last Big Ben stinker on the West Coast. Hopefully the Steelers could escape with a W, but uh, again, I guess that is two weeks away, so that's one we can worry about a little bit later on down the road. Now for the Steelers to be successful against the Detroit Lions, it's going to come down to their uh, pretty well-tested, battle-tested formula that they've proven these first eight games that they have played here in 2021. And something I've talked about a lot already in this podcast, churning the rock with Najee Harris, uh, being able to just move the ball, the Lions don't have the most the most talent by any means. They're probably the least talented team in the NFL, but I still think they're a pretty well-coached team coming off a bye. So they're going to be fairly healthy uh, and put together a decent game plan for this team, and the way you can uh, break any game plan is uh, be able to run the ball down a team's throat and just churn the clock and put up points on the board, drive after drive. You limit how many possessions either team get. That's how you win games uh well, you'll win more games more often than not if you're able to do that with any sort of consistency. And hopefully the Steelers can prove to do just that uh, over this weekend. Now, aside from that, uh, we saw the defense play some pretty high spots, especially the first half, or really the first three quarters against the Chicago Bears, until giving up three touchdowns late in the fourth quarter, which completely turned the tide of the game and went to, made something that looked on paper was going to be like a stinker, uh, which, you know what, I think Steeler fans would be uh, appreciative of for the Steelers to do that, uh, because all the heartbreak and uh, all those uh, gut-wrenchers that the Steelers uh, make us go through on a weekly basis, but... Um, hopefully, this coming week against the Detroit Lions, who have struggled, they can uh, rattle Jared Goff a little bit, uh, stuff their rushing attack of Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift, and uh, just continue uh, to do the right things defensively and stay healthy. This game against Detroit is one that you still need to win. Uh, yes, they are a winless team. But yes, they're coming off a bye, and yes, they are still all professional athletes. There are no gimmies in football, and you don't want to be the team that gives up the first uh, the first victory to the team that hasn't won all year. The Lions are 0-8. The Steelers are 5-3. and You're supposed to win this, this game. I believe the line is opening up for uh, the Steelers uh, by minus 9.5 points to win this game. So uh, very big odds for them. Uh, still, that doesn't do me any favors. I'm still worried about the Pittsburgh Steelers and winning this game game you just hope they cross the finish line and end up six and three I don't care if it's by one point you'd love to see a victory by 40 but that's just not how this team is built they want to uh, give uh, you uh, some uh, some increased heart rate uh, on a weekly basis and if they keep winning I suppose that is just all right with me that about wraps things up, though, for this week's edition of the Live Mike. Uh, a ton of content, of course, uh, coming off of Monday Night Football here. The Pittsburgh Steelers, once again, 
victorious against the Chicago Bears. Uh, and if you want more great breakdown from that game uh, and more, uh, just go ahead and click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And once again, the Steelers are victorious. There's going to be tons of content from knee-jerk reactions uh, to commentary to film rooms, breakdown, you name it, we have it over on BTSC. And finally, uh, make sure you're checking out the entire family of podcasts here wherever you're listening to this podcast currently um, you'll get uh, every title from Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride to Dave Schofield's uh, Steelers Stat Geek to all our PM shows and now our afternoon shows as well there's a ton of Steelers related content for you so make sure you like subscribe five star whatever platform you're on uh, just whatever you can do to uh help uh, support our show will help us give you more great content uh, which we know each and every one of you love so once again thank you for tuning into this edition of the live mic and if you want to continue the conversation go ahead and follow me on twitter at michaelbeck56 and uh, we can chat more steelers football thanks again for tuning in we will catch you guys next week